Ladies and gents, welcome to episode nine of Shane's Sports of New York Plus, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, among many other media platforms. I am your host, Shane Palma, and today we have yet another great fantasy football show for you. But now, before we get into all of that, I just have a brief shameless self-promotion to do. So just last week, I launched the official Sony Plus website, which features past podcasts, YouTube videos, and a daily blog run by myself and eight other staff writers. Now, with new content posted every day, checking out SonyPlus.com is a no-brainer. It's even possible that you may be listening to our show on the site as I speak. I'm so excited to see this brand grow and expand each and every week, and that's all thanks to the support from my fans. Thank you for tuning in and making the launch such a success. Be on the lookout for some great surprises coming your way in the near future. And now, without further ado, fantasy football. I think that's the reason why most of you are here. And today, I'm joined by two wonderful guests and respective experts. Well, one of them is. So, what's up, Chris and Pat? How's it going? Yeah, I'm the, uh, I'm the real expert here, so uh, <laughs> keep it at that. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah. Well, How you're are? you're Pat. Yeah, you oh, yeah, say yeah no, I'm Pat. Dude. Yeah, you've been on here before. Yeah, people know me now, but uh, yeah. They know him. Yeah, they know. They and, know. But they don't know you, so who are you? So my name is your boy, Chris Ventra, the closer. Uh, you can find me at the FNTSY Sports Radio Network uh, on YouTube, Twitter. Uh, I'm under the closer, 1587 on Twitter. And uh, I'm on the Fantasy Football Frenzy every day, every weekday from 1 to 2 p.m. Eastern time. This man is legit. For those of you who are listening, I don't. Most of you might not know who Chris, the analyst venture, is, but he is—he's certainly uh, top-notch in the field of fantasy football. He's definitely helped me along the way since I got to meet him last summer. And definitely be sure to check out the FNTSY Radio Network on YouTube. They're growing; they're always getting better. They have great live shows. So definitely check them out. But you're here to check out Chain Sports in New York, so that's what we're going to talk Absolutely. about today. So today we're going to be talking about. Definitely something shorter than the last episode. I know not many people made it through the one-hour, 20-minute marathon that I did with my friend Will Barman and our little <laughs> mock draft. So instead, uh, we're just going to be throwing out some names of players this year that we think could bust or break out, who's overvalued, undervalued, who's our top sleepers of 2019 at the moment, and some of our favorite players that we just have to grab in every draft that we do. So we're going to start off first with the bad, so the bust. So, Venture, I'm going to give you the floor right away. Who's one player in fantasy football that you think will bust this year? Okay, so I don't know if you guys caught it, but I, I actually today it was posted on the uh, YouTube, FNTSY Sports Network YouTube, uh, my three biggest busts of the year. So I got three for you. I'll give them to you. I want a running back, Leonard Fournette. On Jacksonville. Uh, last year, he averaged like 3.3 yards per carry, which is abysmal. Uh, and, you know, he's always hurt. For rookie year, he was hurt at the end of the year. Last year, he got hurt at the end of the year. Um, so I'm just not – I'm not sold on the guy. I'm not sold on the Jaguars. Uh, I think Nick Foles could be a, obviously upgrade to Blake Bortles. But the weapons are lackluster. Uh, they don't really have a tight end. They don't – their receivers are all wide receiver two or threes. I just don't see this offense moving the ball very well, and I, th- I don't think Leonard Fournette is legit. I also – I can't stand the guy just because of last year and his antics, uh, mm-hmm. you know, him fighting with people for no reason, all that stuff. So I, I just think that he's more of a risk and he's not worth the reward, especially where you're getting him in drafts right now, which is 
the late second round, early third round, not worth it to me. Let me let me give you the scenario right here. Let's say you have the wraparound pick, the last pick of the third round, coming up with the first pick of the fourth round, and he's still sitting there, and you have two wide receivers on your team. Would you consider taking him? I might. If he falls that far to the fourth, I might take him. Okay. Uh, just because that might be a value pick. Because he is going to be the guy in terms of volume. Mm-hmm. But I'll always find somebody else that I like. Uh, it, where he's going right now, I like Aaron Jones more, yep. Joe Mixon, yep. James Conner. Uh, and if he does fall that far, I would be more inclined to take guys like Devonta Freeman. Uh, I'll take Kenyon Drake even over oh Leonard Fournette, which is insane. But I will do it because last year Drake didn't get the volume, but Drake was co- – Super efficient. Uh, his yards per carry for his career is absolutely insane. I think it's 4.7 in three years. So I'm completely sold on Drake. Even last year I was. And I expect the volume to be much better than last year. Last year his, his volume wasn't very good. In a PPR league, would you rather have Kenyon Drake or James White? Kenyon Drake. Interesting. Yeah, he had 55 catches last year, I think, Drake. Um, and I expect that to go up this year. He had like 70-something targets. He should have around 80 to 90 targets this year. Uh, I just He's too talented not to utilize in every capacity as a running back. Totally agree with that. All right, so who's your second bust? My second bust uh, is wide receiver. This is my biggest bust at wide receiver this year. It's Alshon Jeffrey, Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he's older now. Uh, I believe he's around 30 at this point. He... You know, he's banged up. He's been banged up throughout his career. Last year, he played a lot, and he kind of rebounded. But I just don't see this guy. He's on the decline. His prime years are gone. They were on the Bears. Uh, And he's not fast in general. Now that he's older, he's even slower. Uh, His knees are shot. He's just a red zone guy, really. He's more like a tight end at this point. And he's going to be completely relying on touchdowns. If he doesn't get double-digit touchdowns, he's not worth where I think he's getting drafted right now in dress, which is around the fourth or fifth round. Uh, I just don't see the value there. If it was the sixth or seventh, then I'd be more interested. Is there any wide receivers in that area that you would take over him as of right now? Yeah, Mike Williams I'm super high on. Mm-hmm. I would I would even take Mike Williams in the fourth round. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I'm super high on Mike Williams this year. I think it's his breakout. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Matt, no, not not Emmanuel Sanders. No, I'm waiting on Sanders till the ninth or tenth. I think there's a few other guys I would take. Julian Edelman, if he's around. Edelman, now. I would take yeah. above uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Yes. Uh, there's a lot of guys. Yeah. I, I might even take Larry Fitzgerald. What about Robbie Anderson? Robbie Anderson, probably not. I would wow. wait on Robbie Anderson. Oh, wow. Right then. I would probably I would take Robbie. Robbie Anderson's definitely a sixth round guy. I would take. So he's one. Of, he's one of the guys that uh, he's like a sleeper for you. You think he's going to break out? Yeah, absolutely. Completely. Robbie Anderson having Sam Darnold this year, his second year in that offense, getting in Adam Gates in an offensive scheme. I hundred percent think that this is Robbie Anderson's year. If it's not this year, then it's never. Right. Well, I mean, listen. A lot of people are hyping up Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson connection. I've been seeing that a lot lately. I mean, I like Robbie Anderson. I just feel like, I don't know, he's a little he's a little too light of a player for me. Uh, I think he's just a bomb threat more than anything else. They have other good receivers like Quincy Anuma, who is more of a possession guy. So I'm just not, I don't know, I'm not sold on Robbie Anderson to be a consistent wide receiver. Where's he going at right now, right? Wide receiver two? Around there, wide right? receiver two, like 
borderline wide receiver three. Okay, so yeah, I see. See, on fantasy, I don't have my full rankings out yet, so I'm looking at fantasypros.com. He is wide receiver number twenty nine. Okay, so the, um, yeah, he's wide receiver three. He's in wide receiver three territory. It's not a bad wide receiver three. At Absolutely. that spot, I would take it. Uh, for That's the Jets, Bell is the wide receiver one, and you can't change my mind about that. I think he's going to not – I don't think he's going Le'Veon to lead. Bell? Yeah, I don't think he's going to lead the team RB in targets, right? yeah. but I, I really think he's going to be one of Sam Darnold's go-to guys. I agree. I'm all over Le'Veon Bell. I would take him above uh, Melvin Gordon even. Yes, absolutely. And we'll definitely get to that later. But who's your third bust? Third bust is Eric Ebron. Yeah. Uh, he's my tight end bust of the year. I mean, just – Simple touchdown regression, thirteen mm-hmm. touchdowns last season. Uh, that was the reason for that was because the Colts just had no weapons. Uh, Doyle was hurt basically the most of the year, and Doyle's the better pass catching, consistent option. Absolutely. I'd rather have Jack Doyle to be honest, and you're getting him much later. He's tight end fourteen right now. Ebron's tight end eight. Yeah. So I'm not interested in Ebron. I, I I think the touchdowns will go down to more of a seven, eight, nine, something like that. And if he doesn't have the receptions and yards to go along with it, uh, he's not going to be worth that value where you're drafting him right now. So I'll pass on him. I'd rather have David Njoku, Vance McDonald, guys like that, Austin Hooper. 100%. Looking at the stats, I saw something on Twitter the other day that as soon as Jack Doyle came back, he was involved in more of the offensive plays percentage-wise than Ebron was. Even yeah. more, red, He got more red zone targets just having that Ebron was coming down with more of the touchdowns. Like that was pure just like – he caught the ball in the red zone, right. and that's why he ended he up with the more He was the target because yeah. there was no one else there. Exactly. Their number two wide receiver was who last year? Um, uh, not not Philip Dosette. Who was their number two wide receiver? I don't even know who I don't even was. know. They literally it, – it bounced off from week to week, and now they have um, – what should we call it? Chester Paris. Rogers, I think. Yeah, Chester Rogers was it. They have Paris Campbell now. They just signed Devin Funches. Like, they have weapons now. Yep. So that's less targets for Ebron. And Doyle is the more trusted tight end to Andrew Luck. He's been there for a yes. while. He's very good. At pass catching, uh, especially in a PPR league, Jack Doyle catches a ton of passes. If you look at his career, obviously not last year, he was hurt, but I, I rather have Doyle. I think he's more of a value pick uh, for the for the Colts this year. Absolutely. Now, Pat, who are your busts going into 2019? Uh, well, I'm gonna disagree with you on this. Uh, <laughs> I I got I got Le'Veon uh, being a, a bust this year, just because you're out of action. I know it's an easy easy shot, but uh, yeah, a year out of action. And also, uh, I'm a little worried with him running up the middle. Uh, you know, Jets have, don't have a true center. Um, but, yeah, th- those are my two reasons. And I, I just don't see, you know, you saw uh, saw those pictures of him. Just He looks like 20, 30 pounds heavier. Actually, he looks fantastic right now. Well, wait, one, week, one week away from the Jets training camp, he looks like he's in we'll top-notch we'll shape. See. I'm not stalking but uh, look, he looks like a beefy guy. He well, who's the like, running back? Who's running back you would take ahead of Le'Veon Bell right now? Le'Veon. Good I question. Think, well, Saquon, Zeke. Okay, besides the obvious ones that are going to go in front of Le'Veon. Would you take Todd Gurley ahead of Le'Veon Bell? No, just because of his workload. I don't think his workload's going to be a lot this year because he's going to get. You know, it's a Sean McVay offense, and they have a good offensive line that's kind of combat. If you put Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley's numbers, I know you guys were talking about this. Um, or maybe it was the the best friends, um, Greg and, yeah, and yeah, shout out. They were uh, yeah, shout out to them. They were talking about how Todd Gurley's workload. If, I think it was Mike Florio. He was talking about if you put him at like one uh, in PPR, he had like one point seven points or average something like that every touch, and he had seventeen touches. He was crazy. Even <laughs> if he had like one point per seventeen touches in PPR, he's still going to finish as a top eight running back. 
Like he's still he's right up yeah. there. Efficiency wise, right? Exactly. Yeah, I agree. In that offense. So you you would still take Le'Veon Bell over Todd Gurley then. I think I would. Honestly, <laughs> just because of workload. Okay, I, I know he had a good year last year. Well, you see, he has knee tendonitis. I, I don't really. I don't or is know. that just what they're saying? A lot of a lot of a lot of sources are trying. You don't know. His, you see, in the playoffs, he barely played. I know. I know that. I don't think they'd lie about knee tendonitis. I don't know what else it could be. What do you think? I don't know. Well, I, I do think that there's something there for Todd Gurley, but I don't think that's something that, especially after paying him, that they're just going to write him out of the offense. No, I, I, don't, I don't think Henderson. That, I just don't think he's going to be used as much as he was last year. So you still like Le'Veon Bell over Todd Gurley? I would say so, yeah. Okay. Because he could. That, oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Bell should go before Gurley, I yes, think. I 100% agree. Who's who's another bust then since – we're no. never going to agree on Levy on here. Well, yeah, that's okay. I know he's a gem. You got him as a guy. <laughs> but uh, another one I got is Matt Ryan. Um, I feel I, – I just don't know. I just, it's just a hunch about him. You know, every other year he's, he's good, bad, good, bad. Last year I picked him in like – True. Like the eighth round last year. I got him fairly late. Um, and he had, I think he finished like fourth in one quarterback. So am I wrong on that? Yeah, he was up there. Yeah, he, he was, was up there. there. He, he had a good year. But I, I don't know. I'm just – it's just a hunch, just uh, based on past uh, statistics. I'm just uh, basically you say because every other year he does not as good as the year prior. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense. I mean, it's not a bad bus. I just I think it's hard to pass on Matty Ice as a QB one right now. Yeah, especially with all the weapons that he has. If we if we all think that Calvin Ridley's going to live up to the fourth round hype that he's being drafted, and Austin Hooper can finally make a leap into yeah. the tight end one range, there's no reason why. Matt Ryan can't finish as, a, if anything, a borderline QB1. Well, yeah, no, of course he'll be that. I just and here, I got an important fact for you for, for the Falcons, actually. For the whole Falcons fantasy roster, this is important. 13 of their first 16 games, oh, 13 of the, all their games are in domes. I did, yes. Oh, and wow. Very... Venture, you really killed me there, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In domes, and they play fantastic in domes, obviously. That's the Falcons. And one of the games that is not in a dome is in week 17, which we don't play in don't fantasy. Play. So, oh boy. Looking like right. Matt Ryan might not be a bust after all. Okay, you know what? <laughs> I, oh, I thought you were talking about breakouts this year, actually. So, <laughs> I got a. <laughs> is, is that all you have keep to do? Give me one second, right? Wait, what's that? Give me one second. You guys keep going. Got okay. It, Our adventure's got to take a quick little second here, but Pat, you had one more break. Uh, yeah, best, I, got, I think. I got Tariq Cohen. Um, I'm just not a big fan of small backs in general. Um, he's very elusive, but he, but he relies on his speed a little bit too much. Uh, I I don't disagree with that. I definitely think that uh, the only thing is in PPR you PPR, want yeah. pass catching running backs, I especially. I wouldn't take him early, especially not as early as the James White in the Patriots offense. But, you know, as a checkdown guy for Mitch Trubisky, who's not, as we know, the most accurate or deep-throwing quarterback in the league, um, I definitely think that three cone won't be a bad pick. It just depends on where you're going to draft him. Where you're going to draft him will determine if he's a bust or not. Like, there will be some people who might jump on him early because of PPR. They'll think catches, whatnot, and then they'll take him. But uh, we'll leave that at that. I know Venture would probably agree with me there because I'm also a fantasy football expert. Uh, and we'll move on to my bus. Uh, Eric Ebron was one of them, and we already touched on him. And we briefly touched upon Melvin Gordon. I'll go back to Melvin Gordon for just one second. 
As the first round running back, up oh, there he is. We're just talking about how Melvin Gordon's going to be a bust this year. Oh, really? Well, both I think you, both of you on that. Pat, what do you think? Oh, let me give my my spiel hey, for a second. Uh, he wants money. He doesn't have money right now. That's one bad sign for a running back that you're going to draft in round one, as we saw last year with Le'Veon Bell. Mm-hmm. So I think he's going to hold out. I don't know. It's tough to say. Uh, number two, injury history. He's definitely faced his share of hamstring and leg injuries over the years, which is never a good sign for running backs. And number three, competition. Austin Eckler saw what you could say is a breakout season last year. He had a great season for them. And then Justin Jackson, uh, second-year running back. He was in Northwestern. He is coming in here after a solid season at the beginning of the year, after Melvin Gordon got hurt last year. So there's competition behind him. If he's playing on his franchise tag and wants to leave Los Angeles, then they might write in Justin Jackson and Austin Eckler into more plays into their offense. So I don't think that – the I say Melvin Gordon's a bust in the sense that I don't think he's worth a first-round pick where people are drafting him you know, as high as five, fifth overall. I, I, yeah. I, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to say, no, I agree with that. Um, he really, he really took all my points there uh, in order, but <laughs> well, what what I had here, yeah, well, yeah, well, I wasn't looking at that, but no, uh, I I totally agree. It reminds me a little bit too much of the Le'Veon situation. You know, I took him first overall last year, and I'm not making that mistake. Why do we have yeah. you on the show then? When Why you, you're an, you're next? <laughs> listen, 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 listen. It was our, it was it was mid August. Okay, you took so, him first overall last year. Eventually, <laughs> just you know what, man, you're cutting out. No, but, uh, but the thing is, but James Conner stepped up right after. They were, you know what, Le'Veon, you can't play for us. Fine, we got James Conner. It's not a big deal. Same thing with the Chargers. If if Gordon holds out. But Austin Eckler is more of a name, especially since he broke out last year to be drafted earlier than that. People would just take him anyway. So it's really hard to handcuff Melvin Gordon without – it's kind of like the Devonta Freeman, Tevin Coleman situation that has been there for a few years. Like you have – he's the backup that you have to take early, and I don't want to do that with the first-round pick. Let me interject here for a second. Yeah, let's hear Austin Eckler is not the true handcuff. The true handcuff is Justin Jackson. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. Eckler's small, and he's a pass-catching back. Uh So he's going to – He's going to be valuable either way, Eckler, mm-hmm. I think. Um, so Eckler's really the guy in this backfield you might want in the PPR league because you're getting him at a much better value. He's going to still get his pass-catching opportunities. I think I think you're right, though, Shane. A lot of those points are good because, one, he gets hurt. Two, he's going to hold out. This is his contract here. He wants a good contract because he is at the point of a running back's career where, you know, this is a turning point where – he could either have a couple good more years and then start the decline, or the decline could start sooner rather than later. It could start this year. So he wants to get paid. And I understand where he's coming from because running backs don't get, you know, they don't get paid well. Uh, and it's a tough job because you get beat up and it's a short lived career. Uh, so I could see him holding out and I could see a lot of running backs doing this now because look at Le'Veon Bell. Let's see if it works with Le'Veon Bell. This whole year off, this is why I agree. With, uh, disagree with you, Pat, about Le'Veon Bell. The whole year off could give him the rest he needs to rejuvenate his career. Exactly. That's yeah. what I think. It could go so, either way. No, it definitely could go. And if way. running backs start seeing that, way. then they might start to take that trend of listen. It's better for my body if I sit out a year, and it might guarantee me more money in the end. So why should I play on a contract that's a franchise tag? Exactly. Exactly. They might start doing that. So I'm. I am nervous about Melvin Gordon holding out, and if it does cut into a season. It's going to be really bad. So I wouldn't I wouldn't take him in the first round either. To be honest with you, I'm never taking him because I'm either getting David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell before him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if he does happen to fall to the later part of the first round, 
Uh, and all those running backs that I really like are gone, which are the top six for me uh, with David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell included in that. And there's the drop off to Melvin Gordon, Joe Mixon, James Conner in that field. Uh, I'll wait for Dalvin Cook in the second. Dalvin Cook's my guy. That's one of my biggest uh, breakout candidates of 2019. That I will have him as my RB1 in probably 50% of my leagues. And we'll get to that. But I just want to point out something interesting there. And we already talked about him, but you skipped – Right over Todd Gurley. He's the one running back in that range that you just did not say his name. And I, I would take Dalvin Cook over Gurley. Okay. Whoa. I will take Dalvin Cook over Gurley. Actually, you are an expert. I'll give you that, man. I mean, listen, I just – I like Gurley. Don't get me wrong. I will take Gurley in the second round if there's no running backs left. Would you but still Dalvin take Melvin Gordon over Gurley? Uh, yes. Okay. I'll take Melvin Gordon over Gurley. But – for me, Dalvin Cook is on his way up. Okay, I know he's been injured. He's been injury prone. Uh, I'm going to bank on it one more time and give him that one more shot, and I will take him where he's going right now. I think there's still value to be had there. I think he could crack the top eight running backs this year, so you still could get him at a decent value because right now he's at 11. And I just – listen, uh, I just think that team is absolutely stacked, the Vikings. Uh, Todd Gurley – Listen, I just think that that knee is a, is still a problem. I still I think it's an issue. Yes, he might still be efficient. I just think he's going to be inconsistent, and I think he's kind of going to get weaned down towards the end of the season. And you're going to need him most at the end of the season, like last year. So I'm just worried about him a little bit too much. I would take him uh, later in the second above guys like Damian Williams, Leonard Fournette, Aaron Jones in that field. I'll take him above Nick Chubb even, but okay. I'm not going to take him over Dalvin Cook. To me, Dalvin Cook. I might even take him over James Conner. I might even take him over Joe Mixon. I, I would do that. No, I would. I 100% agree with that. I would probably do that too. You know, does, I, I just really like him. Yeah, you know, I can't knock that. And uh, well, we got. I got to keep things rolling here because we still have to get to some breakouts and some other questions. So I'll get to my last bust here. It's Zach Ertz. He's going tight end number two in some leagues, and I just think that the presence of Dallas Goddard especially in an Eagles offense that runs most of the time two tight ends as they have with Brent Selleck and other players in the past. I think that Zach Ertz, uh, his value will take a hit. I don't think he's worth where some people are taking him in the mid to late second round as their number number one tight end because you can get Goddard, uh, Dallas Goddard, that is, with your last pick of some drafts. Uh, He's going to have, as Doug Peterson has said, across the minicamp over the past few weeks, that he's looked phenomenal. And you saw at the last point of some of the games last season that he just had um, just a great feel of the offense and he was really coming along. Yeah. I mean, you're the first person I've heard say Ertz as a, as a bust, um, which is interesting. I like that. But, I mean, I'm going to disagree because, like, I, I just don't see how Ertz isn't going to have a good season. The guy's a target monster. The volume's insane. Just on volume alone as a tight end, he's – He's basically a wide receiver one at sure. tight end, which is insane. So is George Kittle right now, and so is Travis Kelsey. The problem is, and this is where I agree with you, these tight ends are going so early. Ridiculously early. So early that I can't pull the trigger on on any of those tight ends. I'll probably never have any of those tight ends in a regular 12-team PPR league because, uh, you know, I just don't I, I don't want to take that chance in spending a first and second round pick on a guy like that when I could get – in the second round, a wide receiver one that that's just a lot more comfortable comfortable to me. I'd rather wait for till round five and get either Evan Ingram, Hunter Henry, or OJ Howard. That's the that's where that's I'm living tier. right now at tight end. 
100% can't disagree yeah. with that. Pat, what do you have to say about tight ends here in 2019? Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. I'm more comfortable with taking those guys. Last year, I had OJ Howard until I think broke his foot. It was a, a foot fracture, right? Yep. Yeah, and um, yeah, and I had Engram for a little bit too. But uh, I feel I have Engram as one of my breakout guys this year. Um, he'll definitely have more targets. Like that's a fact. I, I think him and Sterling Shepard are going to be the two main targets in that offense. Besides, you know, Saquon, but uh. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that. Well, let's switch gears to breakouts and sleepers now. And you just mentioned two guys, Evan Ingram and Sterling Shepard. Yeah. And I know you were talking to me before that you like both of those guys. Oh, yeah. how, you know, how do you feel about the Giants offense overall now with OBJ gone? I, you know what? I love it. Just because it's – it's. I feel like instead of just like uh, being so star-studded, it's, it's a group of guys that just – work hard, you know, like play with chips on their shoulders, right? I like it because it's a little bit more gritty. The line is not bad at all. I wouldn't know. The I think they've really improved. It's improved. Yeah. 100%. And, uh, you yeah, know, I like it a lot. And then you got Saquon and, and Gallman backing them up. Like, I, I just – it's just a nice – it's just a nice offense. I just love Would it. Would you rather draft Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard? Because they're both going in similar ranges. Oh, I, I, I'd go with Sterling Shepard. Even in PPR? Yes, 100%. Interesting. I just got yeah. it. Venture, you're a Giants guy. Let's hear it. So I, I don't like the offense like like he does. Oh, <laughs> you don't like the gritty feel of the New York Giants? Come on. <laughs> I, it would be nice if the defense was good. Then I, I could see this being a ground and pound. Let's feed Barkley all day, uh, kill clock, and play defense. But our defense stinks, so that's not going to work. We're going to have to throw the ball, and – we don't have the receivers to go deep. Uh, Shepard, Tate, they're the same guy. Mm -hmm. They're slot guys. Yeah. They're underneath guys. Uh, they're not going to break away for a touchdown. It's just not their game. Uh, so they're wide receiver twos. They are not. They don't have a wide receiver one, the Giants. But I do agree with you one thing, Pat. Ingram is going to have a monstrous season, mm -hmm. a monster season. I would take Ingram ahead of Howard and Hunter Henry. I think he should be the fourth tight end off the board because – and you're getting him four or five rounds later from the other tight ends, which is fantastic. He's going to be the red zone target on this team. Shepard's little. Tate is little. Everybody on this team is little. The only big guy that could be a red zone target is Evan Ingram. And Evan Ingram is going to have double-digit touchdowns this year, mark my words. Breakout for sure. And I think he's going to come close to 1,000 yards receiving and probably 70 receptions, 75 receptions. I think it's just going to be a monster year for Evan Ingram. The Giants offense – uh, not so much. You know, I don't think the offense is going to be that great. You know, I, I would agree with you on that, but uh, <laughs> you're saying their defense is bad. I, all I'm saying is B.J. Goodson is going to have a one hell of a year, man. <laughs> B.J. Goodson, baby. <laughs> <My man. laughs> I like it, though. <laughs> well, listen, I hope he does. Listen, I'm a giant fan. Dexter Lawrence, you know. You, you two Giants fans can go back and forth all day, but Venture, give me one of your breakout slash sleeper guys that you like this year. Okay, yeah, so Evan Ingram was one of them at tight end. I mean, that's more of a breakout. It's not a sleeper because he's going so high. Mm -hmm. uh, so at running back, <laughs> hashtag free Rojo. Ronald oh, Jones. Yep, I got him too. All day. Ronald Jones all day. I'm just going to jump on it. I know you got to pay for him kind of now because he's kind of – he's moving he's up. He's climbing up, he's yeah. He's getting boosted, yeah. Uh, he's getting hyped. So uh, you're getting him in like the eighth. Uh, I just did a draft where I got him in the eighth as my third running back. But the only reason why he was my third running back is because I had Gurley and David Johnson as my first two. 
and that's pretty rock solid. So, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so I waited a little for my third running back, but Ronald Jones, listen, you get him in the eighth round. He could be the starting running back by week one. Peyton Barber stinks. He's yes. garbage. I don't, I wouldn't even touch him. I don't care where he goes. Uh, he's just not a workhorse. He's not a starting running back in the NFL. He's a backup. Uh, and Ronald Jones, they didn't draft the guy. They didn't pick up a free agent and a running back. Obviously, they're going to give Ronald Jones one more chance. And he got humbled last year, which was nice. He got humbled because he was out of shape. He wasn't mm-hmm. ready. Uh, he got hurt. Uh, so now this year he came in 13 pounds heavier. He weighed 208. Now he weighs over 220. So he's built to be that workhorse. And I think he will be. I think he's got the talent to do it. He's just got to make sure he keeps his head on straight. Now I have – uh, another guy in a very similar range to Ronald Jones, and I want to get your your thoughts on him too as one of my uh, sleeper slash breakout guys, and that's Royce Freeman. Who do you like better out of the two, and what do you think of Royce Freeman this year? So Royce Freeman's interesting. Last year he was uh, getting drafted really high because mm-hmm. he was going to be the starter, but Philip Lindsay took over uh, out of nowhere, undrafted free agent, which is crazy. And I do still like Lindsay. Lindsay's 100%. He should be good to go this year. Uh, that's the problem I have with Royce Freeman is that he's got Lindsay there still. Lindsay's still going to take a ton of touches. There's no reason why he shouldn't. He had such a fantastic rookie season. Why would they not give him the opportunity to keep uh, the job as the number one running back? So I think Freeman could work his way in. I think he could end up being a bargain because he could end up being the starter and getting a lot of volume down the line. But I think early in the season, he's not going to get the touches you want. So I would still take Ronald Jones above Royce Freeman. Uh, but it is not a bad pick because you're getting him so late. Uh, I would absolutely take him where he's going in that ninth, tenth round range, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where he's going? Around there, yeah. Yeah, so I, I would take him after Ronald Jones, though, for sure, because Ronald Jones has a much clearer path to volume. And let's be honest, fantasy football is all about volume, especially at running back. Uh, you want to have volume. Otherwise, how are you going to produce? You know what I mean? Only a few running backs can really produce on low. Drake did it last year, but... Not a lot of running backs can do that. So I want to see Ronald Jones has that path to being the RB1 uh, on Tampa Bay. And that offense looks pretty good right now. I like their with, offense. Uh, with Bruce Arians there, mm-hmm. it's going to be a high-flying offense. I think the running game will benefit from that. Another another potential breakout guy that I have here who's the leader of that offense is someone who, if he doesn't get it done this year, I don't know what he's going to do, it, and that's Jameis Winston. What do you think of him and his connections to you know Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all those other guys there down in Tampa? Uh, so Jameis Winston, right now he's getting hyped up again this year. Uh, he's like QB eleven or twelve. He just yeah. cracks the QB one territory, right? Mm-hmm. I, I I can't buy it. I'm sorry, I can't mm-hmm. buy it. Last year you saw Fitzpatrick. It was him and Fitzpatrick. They were playing musical chairs, and <laughs> who's starting at quarterback? This is why. Uh, who was it last year that got fired? The head uh, coach of the Tampa Bay Bucks, uh, McCoy. Is it Mike McCoy? No, I don't know. I forget his name. Was it? It wasn't Dirk Cutter, was it? That sounds right. Is that all? It might be Dirk Cutter, but he did a bad job of doing that. He should have never did that. He should have stuck with Fitzpatrick for as long as he could, then go to Winston. Uh, but he didn't do that. He kept playing musical chairs with them. So, and Winston is this guy. Yeah, he could give you a game where he puts up like forty fantasy points and throw four touchdowns, one pick or something, uh, and throw for like three hundred plus yards. But he could also give you a game where he throws four picks and no touchdowns mm-hmm. and just is abysmal. And I can't have that as a quarterback on my fantasy team. There's so many good quarterbacks this year that you don't need to pay 
for Winston, where he's going right now, he's going as a QB1, and I just don't want to pay for that. If he was going later, I'd be interested. But to me, he's more of a backup because of the inconsistencies. You don't. He's like a, a younger Ben Roethlisberger. You know, Roethlisberger at home, they'll give you a four-touchdown game. On the road, it'll, get, it'll be completely horrible. So I, I just don't want that. I'd rather get guys like Cam Newton. I'll take... I'll take, obviously, all the quarterbacks before him, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, all those guys. I would take Wentz before him. I would take Breeze before him. And I would I would even take Kyler Murray before him. Uh, you know, that's about where I draw the line, though. I definitely then agree I with that. Uh, just for our listeners at home, we are about to experience a extreme storm. So if you hear thunder or lightning, uh, yeah. don't be alarmed. Hopefully our power doesn't go out, but it looks like something's brewing outside. Yeah, it is really bad. I got an emergency flood warning. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Pat, I know you had some breakout slash sleepers that you wanted to hit upon, too. You do like football, so you do have yeah, some guys I, that you I, like I, to draft I, that I, some I people don't, like besides Sterling well, Shepard. Well, I, I got Tevin Coleman <laughs> this year. Um, you know, just sign with the 49ers. Uh, I, I, hold on, a little a brief interruption. But, Not uh, really, keep going. Brief interruption, but Tevin Coleman, I just like him. Uh, I feel like he's not, he never really, really – well, actually, he did last year, but I just like him getting the touches as a, an RB1. How do you know he's getting – as an RB1, you still have Jarek McKinnon there, and you have Oh, that uh, is right. Matt Breida right. in a be. Shanahan offense. I don't know who you, you think, trust. Who, well, Venture, would you take McKinnon over Coleman? <sighs> That's tough. In PPR. Oh, in PPR. In PPR. I don't know if I'd take either one right now. Would you take Breida no. over the two? No. Okay. I would I would take one if they fell far uh, in the draft. If I if I feel like they're standing out to me and they you know people were passing on them and they dropped a round or two, I would take them where they're going right now. I don't know if I take them because I don't know who's going to be the guy there. They might just split the workload. Coleman and McKinnon. McKinnon's a big time injury risk. Obviously, he missed all of last year. Tevin Coleman. He's really interesting because last year he only had 167 carries. But he had 4.8 yards of carry. I mean, that's really, really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, he caught 32 passes for 265, and he had nine touchdowns. The guy's a good running back. I like him. But I'm just worried that he's not going to get the volume. And if he doesn't get the volume, I don't think he's going to produce. He needs to get touchdowns. He needs to get all that because I don't think he's going to have the pass-catching work. McKinnon's going to have more of the pass-catching work in my mind. Uh, he's the better pass-catcher naturally. So uh, I think they're just going to steal from each other. And I'm not sure who's going to break out. I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to sh- sure who's going to be the guy that you want to own. So I'm kind of staying away from them. Unless I could get one of them as an RB three or four in a round that I like, that's the only way I would take them. Well, I see here, according to Fantasy Pros and their rankings, uh, Jarek McKinnon is their RB 36, and Tevin Coleman's their RB 31. And I cannot find where Matt Reed is, but I'm sure he's probably after both of them. So, yeah, he's way down there. Yeah, so we're talking and about that's a good pick because it's value, right? So, yeah. Listen, you, you can take a shot on guys like this. I I think the 49ers are gonna have um a little bit more of a high powered offense than they did last year with Nick Mullins, now with your boy Jimmy G back, Gucci. rocking with Gucci. No, Bravo. We just, did we just say that at the same time? <laughs> yes, you did. That's his boy Gucci Bravo. <laughs> that is the craziest nice. thing that's ever happened. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you got George Kittle, Dante Pettis, these three running backs. I, I did. I think this offense is in for a better season than it was last year, 100%, when people were hyping them up. Uh, I'm not mad at any of these running backs for the right price. Um, they all certainly have the potential, honestly, to, to break out in their own right, and one of them can surely take over the running back one duties there. 
but uh, it'll be interesting to see. We'll just go right quick to my uh, two little breakout sleepers that I have uh, before we move on, and that's Marquez Valdez-Scantling slash Geronimo Allison. Uh, I, I wrote an article, for those of you who saw, on SonyPlus.com about Aaron Rodgers and how he's primed for an MVP season. Uh, I know eventually you guys were talking about it. I listened to a little bit today of, of the Packers talk on the FNTSY show. And I definitely think that, you know, you didn't seem as high on Rodgers as I am this year. But if you just look at Matt LaFleur coming in, um, I heard what you said about the the play action thing. But this is this honestly is Rodgers' offense. And I think that he will take control of it, but in a positive way that the players will follow him. I know he's talked highly of, of Devontae Adams and having him score. He wanted to score 20 touchdowns this year. And, you know, obviously that's all players talking their own talk of what they want to do and accomplish. But I think that having uh, your second wide receiver with, obviously, Jordan Nelson's been gone. Brandel Cobb is now gone. You have either Marquez Valdez-Scantling or Geronimo Allison there taking over one of the roles. One of them is going to play the slot. Um, and I think, honestly, if not one of them, they both could be in for some, for some pretty big seasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, both of them could honestly eat in this offense because I don't think Jimmy Graham is no. – uh, He's going to have a big year. And you guys were right about that last year, and I was wrong, and I took the fall saying that Jimmy Graham would finish as a top three tight end. So. Some expert. Some expert. <laughs> Listen, we all have – Jim Day said it. Jim Day said I know, it. Too, yeah, right? me, that's why me and Jay, Jim Day, for those of you who don't know, he's on the FNTSY Fantasy Football Frenzy Show too. And me and Jay, Jim Day teamed up last year to do a 16-team uh, best ball league, and I couldn't make the draft, so I had Jim set up everything, and I let him make the first few picks because, you know, he's the expert over me. And he starts off the draft with Dalvin Cook and Rob Gronkowski. So we know how that went last year. Yeah, yeah, he was high on Gronk. Uh, <laughs> Dalvin Cook ended up ended the season well, but he got hurt. Um, listen, I, first of all, I think George Kurtz was the one who said – and George, shout out to George Kurtz. He's yep. on uh, Frenzy this year as well uh, with me and uh, Jim Day. And he, I think he was the one who isn't as high on Rodgers this year. I was the one saying – You had him sure like that before – what? You had him as like a QB four with like luck. I know you're around that range with him. You like yeah, Watson. Yeah, right. Well, I, I yeah, I said, listen, I said, I don't care what, that Matt LaFleur came in, uh, what they do with this offense. I told Kurtz, I said, listen, I, I think Rodgers is going to have a big year no matter what. It's Aaron Rodgers. The guy's one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Uh, so I'm not worried about Rodgers, and I will gladly take him. Uh, and in some drafts, I'll take luck over him. Some drafts, I'll take him, him over luck. The only two guys I would take over Rodgers is Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes uh, just because of the legs and just because of the firepower that these young guys have. But uh, the thing is, I- I'm on Rodgers. When you talk about the receivers, Geronimo Allison is actually my biggest breakout wide receiver of 2019, my biggest sleeper wide receiver. He's going at wide receiver 44. Yep. MVS is going at 46, a little bit behind him. A lot more people are up on MVS. I'm, I think I'm he's going to play the slot more is what I saw. So that's why people were more interested in him as the slot receiver for Aaron Rodgers, which is why people are a little bit higher on him. On MVS? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I also heard Geronimo Allison might play the slot. See, this that's year the also. thing. That's so, why I have a slash next to both of them because I think whoever ends up getting the role that Aaron Rodgers will throw to more is the one that's going to break out. Right, right, right. Um, for me, it's just that, and I said it today on the show, MVS is still raw. Uh, he's a big dude, 6'4", but he's skinny. Uh, I don't tend to like those guys. He's not filled out. He, he he has a lot of drops also. He's just raw. And Geronimo Allison's a lot more smooth. He catches the passes. He runs really good routes. 
Uh, he's bulkier, so he could be more of a red zone threat. Uh, I feel like MVS is going to be more of a boomer bust type guy mm-hmm. who, you know, who could burn. Yeah, could absolutely fly, but you know, he's not going to. He's going to catch like you know one game two for forty, and then the next game maybe four for a hundred and a touchdown. But then the next game again two for like twenty five, no touchdown. Like I don't want that on my team as a wide receiver. Uh, three slash four. Geronimo, I think, is going to crack starting lineups. I think he's going to get into the wide receiver three, wide receiver two territory yeah. even if he if he does that well. Because last year he was playing fantastic. Uh, every week he was playing good. He was getting touchdowns every week, and then he got hurt. So it derailed the season. Geronimo, I think, is prime for a breakout with, with the Packers because I think he's going to be the go-to guy behind Devontae Adams. Absolutely. And then going back, because as we move along here to, to wrap this up eventually – uh, you were talking about quarterbacks that you liked and Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. Personally, when's the earliest you feel comfortable drafting some of these guys? Uh, Pat Mahomes. and Well, I just did a draft on, uh, what's it called, myfantasyleague.com. If you go there, you can find all these $10 best ball drafts. They're good to practice with. You can mock, and then you don't have to worry about it. Once you draft, you never have to manage your lineup. That's what's great about best ball. Uh, you do those early. You practice. And I did one, I did a $25 one, and I got Deshaun Watson in the seventh round. That's oh my, my guy. That's my target. Pat Mahomes is going too early for me to draft. I don't want a quarterback in the third or fourth round, wherever he's going right now. Uh, he might even fall to the fourth or fifth. That's where I might take him. Yeah. But I think you could get just as much production out of Deshaun Watson this year because of the legs. Uh, he runs. He'll run for like 600 yards. Mahomes, listen, Mahomes isn't going to throw 50 touchdowns again. It's just not going to happen. There's going to be regression. Like, you're just not going to do that. That's the pinnacle of any wide receiver. I can't see him throwing 60. So Deshaun Watson had a fantastic year. People are overlooking it. I think he could do even better. Uh, so I'm looking in the seventh, eighth, ninth round for Deshaun Watson and or Andrew Luck or Aaron Rodgers, those guys. If I don't get those guys, I will wait very long till the end and take – uh, Cam Newton, possibly. If I don't get Cam Newton, I'll wait all the way to Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I really – I don't care because Garoppolo is going really – he's the, he's QB 22 right now. So you could get him for free basically. That's and that's great value there. But there is something that when I do drafts, I notice in like the 10th round or the, the 9th, 10th round is that these two go back and forth a lot, Kyler Murray and Russell Wilson. What are your thoughts on, on either of those two and who do you like better? Uh, so I would go Russell Wilson over Kyler Murray just because of – I know what I'm getting with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm getting with Kyle Murray. Uh, the legs are obviously tantalizing, shiny new toy, all that. Uh, he's going to produce fantasy-wise because of those legs. I'm just worried he's going to have a lot of inconsistencies in his game. I'm worried about injury because he is going to run a lot. Russell Wilson's very smart. He doesn't get himself hurt. He runs out of bounds. He does the right things, and he throws for a lot of touchdowns, even though he might not throw for a lot of yards like last year because he didn't have the weapons. I think the weapons are better this year. He's got DK Metcalf, who I'm not completely sold on, but that is a new weapon, and it's a guy that could absolutely fly. Uh, so I think Russell Wilson's the safer bet. I would go with Russell Wilson. I would gladly take him in, in the ninth round, too. I forgot to mention him. Yeah, Russell mm-hmm. Wilson I would take. And I would even take Kyle Murray, but I would wait a little longer. Yeah, I would take him in, like, the 11th. Which he probably won't last you because, as you said, shiny new toy. People might want to jump on that just to have him – Look, look, yep. look at my fantasy team. I can finally watch Kyler Murray get all these touchdowns. And Pat, so most likely I won't have him. Yeah, probably not. But, Pat, what do you think of all these quarterbacks? Who do you like the best this year? Where are they going? 
Um, out of all the quarterbacks, uh, I think you you know your guy still has to be Mahomes just because of the season and the weapons he has around him this year. Great analysis. But, well, yeah, I mean, come on. I mean, that's that, that's the that's your key. He's point. just the best. Yeah, yeah. It's no undisputed. Doubt. I get um, that now. I, I think Rodgers is going to have a bit of a regression. I, I do. I, I don't Aaron think. Ro- no, he, I don't only, think, he only threw 25 touchdowns. I don't think year. he's going to be, you know, a terrible. I just don't think he's going to be a, a quarterback one of value. Like, I, I just don't see it this year. I don't know. You I know just, how many interceptions he threw last year? Was it like three? Two. Three? Two, two. I, I was close. Two. Still. I, but I the thing about fantasy is interceptions don't really matter that I know, much. I know. I unless you're throwing a ton, like, in the same game. Like, they won't it's hurt bad. you that much if you're throwing a lot of touchdowns. The problem is, Rodgers only threw 25 touchdowns last year. But that's a fluke. The but guy that, throws normally 35 to 40. And so. listen, this is, you know, even though this doesn't matter for fantasy in that aspect, if you have a guy that's turning the ball over that much just in general – He's not getting down the field as much as you want him to. If you have a guy throwing two interceptions, like averaging two interceptions throwing a game, and he's like he's turning the ball over that much, then you're losing fantasy value. Like if he's yeah. throwing in the red zone, like that's why Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's making the right decisions to get yeah. down the field to score. Yeah, right, right. It's, it's not a and, stupid decision to take him. Yeah, that's, you know, but yeah, I, it, I'm just not too high on it. Yeah, well, you're getting at a, getting him at a bit of a value this year because normally. Honestly, for the last four or five years, he's been my QB one, uh, Rogers. But now, you know, Mahomes, you got Watson, you got Luck, who had his a monster year after being injured for all those years. Um, like Rogers, get him at a bit of a value. You could probably get him in the eighth round, which I think is really, really good. Depending on your draft, like you know, a lot of people just wait on quarterbacks, so they end up lingering for a while. Like you could probably get Rogers at a pretty big discount. That's what I like about him. But I'm just, I just hope he could get back to that plateau where he could throw 35 touchdowns. And I think he will. Yeah. I don't think he'll have yeah. a problem doing that. Yeah. We'll I, see. Yeah. But if, again, SonyPlus.com, for those of you listening right now, great article up. Aaron Rodgers, prime for an MVP season. And as we wrap up here today, we're just going to go around real quick. And everyone's going to give who their favorite player, who's the one player. Venture, I know you already said it, but you can elaborate a little bit more. One player you have to have in every single league that you join this year. You guys start. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Pat? Uh, one guy I have to have this year is definitely Evan Engram. Um, I, hope, I hope I didn't take your guy, Ventra. But no, no, that's good. Yeah, no, I, I just I think like the, the value for a tight end is just too crucial. Um, and he's just going to see so many, so many targets. Um, yeah, you just got to take him. I, and I don't think Red Ellison – is taking uh, too many uh, reps from him this year, too. So. Nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a guy, though. Uh, yeah, and mine, mine's a little bit more of a split between a running back and a wide receiver if I can lock them up in the fourth-slash-fifth round. Uh, and that's Jarvis Landry and Aaron Jones. Uh, I'll start with Landry. I think that what we typically see from Jarvis Landry, especially in PPR leagues where we draft him, is for the catches. Adding Odell into the offense, people might think that that's taking away from his value, but I think it's adding to it. I think that the more defenders you have worrying about OBJ, the more open that Jarvis Landry will be in the red zone to score those touchdowns that you've been waiting for. I think that he finishes as a borderline top 10 wide receiver this year. That's a bold prediction right there. Uh, and I do think that Jarvis Landry will out uh, outlive his price that he's going at right now, which is like a wide receiver two towards the end of the fifth round. And then for Aaron Jones, as much as I like Aaron Rodgers, it leads right to Aaron Jones because I think Aaron Rodgers will lead that Packers team down the field uh, and score a lot of points this season. Aaron Jones is the undisputed running back. I don't care that Jamal Williams is there. He's not that good. 
Um, I think he has this job locked up. I know when you guys were talking about the Packers today, you mentioned his numbers. Uh, he had nine touchdowns last year, and he was suspended for a few games. I think that goes up. He's going to have a lot of scores. The yards are going to be there. The volume is going to be there, and I just have to have both of those guys. I'm with you on Jones. Uh, it's interesting you said Landry, though, real quick. I uh, just want to tell you a little tidbit on him. A lot of people are down on him this year, and the reason being is that Baker Mayfield's short. And it's hard for him to see over the line. So he's going to look for the bigger targets. Landry goes underneath. It's hard. That's why Mayfield and Landry had a bit of a problem connecting last year. I don't know if you noticed that. Landry kind of had like a dull lull in the, in the season. Mm-hmm. You remember that from last year? Yeah. Um, so now I'm with you. I think he's still going to be a valuable wide receiver. I'm looking more along the lines of a wide receiver three than two because it does worry me that Baker can't see over the line. The dude's short. True. Uh, you know, your quarterbacks are normally 6'3 or, or more. Uh, he's like five, what, six foot? Yeah, something like barely, that. Yeah. So, or 5'11. And he, uh, you know, listen, he's got Odell now. Joku's coming into his own. Uh, you know, Duke Johnson's still going to get his love out of the backfield. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb's going to run the mm-hmm. ball a lot. There's a lot of weapons on this offense now. And Landry thrives on targets and receptions. That's what he thrives on. He doesn't really get to get a lot of touchdowns because he's small. Uh, and he's not a guy that's going to burn someone for a touchdown. He's usually underneath. So he needs to get those targets if he's going to produce at a high level. And I'm just worried he's not going to get those targets. And I, I like that you said that. But listen, you're making a bold prediction. And Landry is a great receiver. It's just that you got to hope he gets those targets. And, and he, he may. He may. I just don't know if I would. I'm more comfortable with him as a wide receiver three than I am a two at this okay. point. That's all I'm going to say. And as far as my guy that I must have in 2019, is not my guy that I must have. He's just my biggest breakout at wide receiver or my biggest sleeper at wide receiver. I mean, it's obvious who my guy I got to have is in every league. Julio Jones. Yeah. That's it. Julio Jones is my favorite player ever. <laughs> really? I got to have him everywhere. If I'm, in the, if, I, if I'm drafting in the second, in, as a, like the ninth, 10th, 11th, 12th pick, Julio Jones will be on my team. That's guaranteed. Uh, but if I'm drafting like, you know, first, second, third, fourth pick, I'll take Saquon Barkley and those running backs, of course. Oh, and I probably won't get, I definitely won't get Julio Jones on the, you know, on the second round. So, because I'll have a late pick in the second round. So the only way. I'm getting Julio Jones if I have a late pick, so I'm hoping I do in every draft. <laughs> and listen, Julio will never be a bad pick, especially after he picked up his little touchdown slide from last year towards the second <laughs> half of the season. And with yeah. all that being said, I want to thank everyone for listening today. Thank you, Pat, for coming oh, on. No problem. I just want to say, uh, you know, thank you to the closer. You know, it was, it was an honor <laughs> being uh, on the mic with you. Yeah, it was, it yes, Ventra, thank you for joining us today on, on Chain Sports New York Plus. Yeah, no, it was fun. And I'll do it anytime again, bro. I'll do it anytime. Awesome. Whenever you want. Thanks, man. Yeah. Also, it's fun. Also, uh, you know, send me a trick. Send me a trick. All right. <laughs> we still have the ongoing fantasy baseball talk. Between... You guys keep me on my toes. Yeah, yeah exactly. We have, to. we have to. It may be fantasy football season, but for those out there, fantasy baseball is still going strong right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But... We're in a dog fight, all of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog days of August, we're getting into some dog fights. And thank you to all the listeners. Be sure to check out the new Sony Plus website that is sonyplus.com.